This episode of Horror Movie Talk is brought to you by The Woods. Oh, fuck, not the woods. Nothing good ever happens in the woods. I just take a stroll through the scraggly woods. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. Also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good. That didn't sound good. Hello, everybody. I'd, I'd like to ask everyone in the audience a quick question. Here it goes. Looking for a podcast? Yeah. Yeah, you are. <laughs> You're looking for a podcast, and we're the one you landed on. Thank you for listening to us. This is Horror Movie Talk. Each, your panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Bryce Hansen, who sits across from me. Say hi. Hi. He holds a PhD in spookology. And I am, of course, Professor David Day, the foremost expert in scare no-nos. Um, today, we have a fabulous episode for you guys. Um, you know what? Before I get rolling on this, would you mind pulling up the Patreon so we can thank the latest Patreon members? Because it's been a while since we've had a, a live episode that we can... I think... Has there been any new ones since the last one? Yeah, I, yeah, I think there, there's there been quite a few, actually. Um, but uh, you proved me wrong. Uh, so anyway, uh, you guys should check us out over at HorrorMovieTalk.com. That's our website. From there, you can find links to all of our social media. Uh, we post new episodes every single Wednesday, so make sure to subscribe and leave a rating on Apple Podcast because that really helps us out. Uh, if you would like to call us and tell us to stop belching or that we're wrong about a movie or that, <laughs> or that Halloween is the best movie franchise ever, um, <laughs> please call 682. I don't, I don't know how many people have like left bad reviews or it's all has to do with Halloween every time. It's like they're rabid. How don't fuck with Halloween fans. How can you be a horror movie podcast and not absolutely love the original Halloween. Uh, look, here's the here's the thing I've learned from starting a horror movie podcast is just the scariest fans of anything ever are Halloween fans. They are they're fucking alarming people who are <laughs> who get upset at the notion that somebody might not like like not just like I liked Halloween. I just didn't fucking love it to death and I like mispronounced Haddonfield or something like that. And then from then on, it was like, I was, I was enemy, I was public enemy number one. These people are nuts. And I mean, it's, it goes to reason, right? Yeah. So if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, do so at 682-253-4468. You can uh, leave us any kind of hate mail you would like on there. We've got a great show for you today. Today. Oh, but, but, but first, did we have new patrons to thank? Yeah, we got a couple new patrons. Josh C, Manny R, and Caleb C. Are all new patrons since last time we recorded a live episode. What fabulous people. You know, actually, it wasn't that long ago that we recorded an episode. It's just we've recorded a billion Man, we've been mini episodes. Hard at work. Dude, <laughs> Horror Movie Talk has been kicked into overtime. Uh, we might as well share it on this episode because... Um, it's going to come out. 
in yeah. a week or two. Yeah. Which well, is I um, mean it'll it'll come out before this one's released. Right. So we've been hard at work recording after oh, shows. After. Yeah, sorry. We've been hard at work recording after shows um a, a series of after shows for the upcoming release of The Haunting of Bly Manor. Uh that's the the sequel um uh, season to the haunting of hill house on netflix and we've got early we we, we got a, early access to view those and so we've uh recorded so we've seen it and you haven't yeah so they're ha ha nana nana boo boo um so look out for that of course the haunting of bly manor comes out on october 9th so binge <laughs> that shit and then uh listen along to our after shows our series of after shows that will be accompanying that so we've got a great show today we'll be reviewing oh baby this is a patreon pick yeah the patrons picked this they get to pick one episode one movie for us to review per month they Mm -hmm. make suggestions and then they vote on it and then the most voted on one we do for them and this month it's rats yeah there it is no it's not it's uh it's the blair witch project (laughs) um how crestfallen was magnus it was v- he after was v- you revealed it to so magnus one of our listeners has been super fan he's a super fan and he's uh been requesting us to review 1984's rats yeah uh for a while now. rodent based horror probably like close to six months has it been that long it's been a while i mean he's been working on us this is how magnus does it he plays the long game yeah. which is very effective because eventually it will happen lots of really really like uh, subtle it's, mentions it's like how men it's how men work women down right. you know they just <laughs> pursue and pursue and pursue and pr- pretty There's, soon, soon it'd just be easier to say yes than to keep on fucking beating this guy off i mean if you keep your if you keep your dick outside of your pants long enough <laughs> jesus christ no wow we got different games but actually so yeah the the patrons were voting and one of the options was rats, and it was winning for like most of it, most of the voting period. Yeah. And then right at the end, <laughs> switched over to switched over to the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Um, and so thank God for that. Number one. Uh, but also, you know, um, Magnus, uh, I've been listening. He has a podcast now called Film Klubin. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if you speak Swedish or if check you him don't, out. if you don't, I have a great time listening to it, just trying to learn <laughs> mm. Swedish. Right. And it's I don't know. I mean, there's they speak English uh, maybe 10 percent of the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So mm. uh, precise. Uh, so we will start out this episode by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of one to ten, one being a miserable dredge where it makes you angry you had to watch it, five being an average enough film that hits all the expected marks, and ten being so good that it transcends genre boundaries. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film later this episode. I have a new game for us, Bryce. Oh, boy. Uh, it's a new game. I'm so excited for this. This is why you're excited about the episode? This- this game is going to this is this game is called Frankie McDonald or horror movie. This is very similar to horror or porno, right? So, so originally we had a game called horror or porno, where where we played sound clips of porns and then sound clips of horror movies, and you had to guess which one was being played. Whores, whores. And now I have Frankie McDonald or horror movie. Frankie mm. McDonald is the 
I mean, he's a huge YouTube phenom. Right. Uh, and, uh, and he's, he's from Nova Scotia, I believe. Uh-huh. Yes. And he gives us weather alerts. Uh-huh. So this game, you're going to have to, you're going to have to determine if this is a horror movie or Frankie McDonald. Okay. And, and that gets you a point per question. And then okay. also, if you get that it's a horror movie, you have to guess which one. And, uh, and that gets you a second point. And if you get that it's Frankie McDonald, you have to guess what's happening to him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so I'm really excited for that. So you guys got to stick around for the, uh, the game at the end of this episode. So as I said, we watched Blair Witch Project because our patrons voted on it. And I was really bracing for an out-of-date kind of snooze fest because I had seen this in theaters uh, when it originally came out, which was in high school for me. Like that was freshman year or so. Yeah, it was 99, right? Yeah, yeah. So for me, it was junior year. And, um, and you know, I just figured I had this pegged. Uh, I, I was like, well, um, I, I remember most of the beats. It's a pretty simple movie, yes. so it can't, yeah. it can't really surprise me with anything. And I was right to an extent. To an extent, it it can't really surprise you if you've already seen it. But that doesn't mean it doesn't work. Yeah, it still works. And so I was I was really uh, surprised and impressed with that. It's so specific, and uh, pretty much the originator of modern found footage. I don't. I think there's probably like mockumentary stuff before this. No, there are some strong entries into the found footage um, uh, genre before this, quote unquote genre, mm-hmm. but uh, obviously nothing that kicked off the genre. This right. this made it a thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so and we'll get into that in the review. So without any further ado, here is the trailer. This is my home, which I am leaving the comforts of for the weekend to explore the Blair Witch. I can see you. I'm real excited about this. Thank you for I'm the opportunity. I'm very glad. This area's been haunted by that old woman for oh, years. I don't know why you have to have every conversation on video. Because we're making a documentary. Not about us getting lost. We're making a documentary about a witch. I don't. Lost, admit that first. No, I know we're not lost. You're all over the place. But how do we know it was people? Well, even if it wasn't, I'm not going to play with that either. And it's all because of me that we're here now. <laughs> Hungry. And cold. And hunted. I just want to apologize to Mike's mom and Josh's mom and my mom. <laughs> Tell me where you are, Josh! So I watched it on Amazon. Where'd you watch it? So I stumbled. Uh, I was trying to find it free somewhere mm-hmm. in, yeah. in any, didn't in seem any avenue that I could and yeah. it didn't exist. But like of all the different places that were, it was listed where it could stream. I only found listed once Redbox and it was only $2 to rent on Redbox. Redbox has a website now, mm-hmm. not just a box that mm-hmm. you walk up to and rent movies from. Yeah. I'll be damned. Yep. Well, you can stream. You can stream from hot, Redbox. Hot takes. That saved. That saved you half price. That's yep. Fifty fucking percent. So, uh, 
but yeah, it's on pretty much every streaming thing. I thought even the one on Amazon that I found it. I know. Why is, why is Amazon I, so shitty? Oh well, like you, it's, it'll have it's one, simultaneously the best thing ever created and the worst and the worst at, at categorizing. Things. Yeah, because it's like there's one listing where it's you can only buy it. Yeah, and then there's another listing where you can buy it and or rent it. Yeah. And uh, and surprise and they obviously know how to classify them because the fire stick picks out the one that you can rent every time. It picks that one. Right. So they know. <laughs> right. It's just They're just waiting for some rube yeah, to come yeah. along and be like, Well, I guess I gotta buy it. Yep. The uh the Blair Witch Project has a stunningly simple premise uh of just let's shoot a documentary about a spooky place slash thing in the woods. And as we all know, nothing good ever happens in the woods. Oh, fuck, not the woods. Nothing good ever happens in the woods. So the synopsis is basically three young adults, uh, Heather Donahue, Joshua Leonard, and Michael C. Williams, who all play themselves. Um, uh, as a, as a, They head out as a film crew um, into the woods of Maryland to document the, quote, myth of the Blair Witch. Um, but before heading into the woods, they kind of stop at the closest town, which I think is Burkittsville, and uh, interview the locals about the likelihood of such a myth. And they receive kind of varying stories of belief and disbelief and terror mixed with, you know, people who are just like, this is it's total baloney. Mm-hmm. It's phony baloney. Ah, oh, you're full of you were drunk. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of thing. And and that's believable. As they uh, as they venture into the woods, things start to grow alarming and they start to wonder. As if, they venture into the... I just take a stroll through the scraggly woods. The scraggly old woods. <laughs> they, uh, that, is gonna, that button is going to get yeah. used uh, out today. These are really scraggly woods, too. Oh, man. Well, there are no woods that the aren't most, scraggly. The most scraggly. I don't know. Now, I th- think in wood- terms of scraggle... In terms of real scraggle, uh-huh. these woods got nothing on Pacific Northwest woods. Really? These, these are northeast woods, which are surprisingly clean. <laughs> See, to me, like the Pacific Northwest woods, you've got those giant dug firs that draw your eye up, so you don't really notice the, stra- the oh, scraggle dude, as you much. Can't, you can't even barely walk. It's, 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 it's so overgrown, and there's so much clutter. These, these northeastern woods less scraggle and it's and it's it's a lot of flat too i guess it depends on your definition of scraggle no it does because no. I, I mean i would yes pacific northwest is very thick 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 with, thick, with juicy undergrowth woods. thick juicy and like, woods. yeah and like plants and stuff uh-huh. and sticks and whatnot but like scraggly i feel like it's thin and just random sticky bullshit we should take a walk in both. Right. We need we need a we need a listener to house us in the northeast <laughs> so that we can test that this theory out right. and get free kind of Airbnb treatment. Right. Yeah. Um so do a special episode on wood scraggle. Dude, I've been thinking about I've been thinking about taking a horror movie talk trip across the country to go visit Bugsy. Uh-huh. <laughs> in down in Florida. Uh-huh. Um Bugsy has a fun seeming life. I'm not sure if there's drugs involved. Seems like there might be. Uh-huh. He also goes on fucking vacations to the to the northeast. Like instead of the, you know, the northeast typically vacations in Florida, but he lives in Florida, so he's got to go vacation up in the northeast. Anyway, so 
I mean, people take vacations in the Northeast. Yeah, he had a, it was like a, uh, it was kind of a Halloween kind of vacation. Anyway, uh, I've been talking to him. Well, you go up to Maine because that's, yeah, that's, that's Stephen King country. That's the territory. Anyway, so as uh, as they head into the scraggly old woods, things take a turn for the worst and they realize that they've got more witch than they've bargained for. Ha. <laughs> Jesus. Ha. Ah, the Blair. Uh, the, so my review of the Blair Witch Project is it's widely held to be the movie that kicked off the found footage genre. As we mentioned before, there are plenty of examples of found footage before this film, though. Um, here's here's the list. Uh, there's Cannibal Holocaust, which is a very disturbing uh, film with actually a lot of animal animal abuse in it. Um, not even just abuse, just like straight up murkin turtles and shit like really actual violence against against animals um and then cannibal ferox which was uh, basically a redo of uh holocaust but with less a merkin of animals and then you got the faces of what death are you, what are you saying merkin yeah merkin you got merkum nothing i have no idea what merk like uh like mercenary you, oh yeah it's like like assassinating the, oh yeah merkin yeah, American is means also something yeah. different to me. Yeah, the that's uh, the uh, means like a wig for your pussy. Yeah, pussy wig. Yeah, or dick. Well, that's a good drop. Yeah. <laughs> so did you did you hear? And then there's the Faces of Death series. Have you heard of that? Oh yeah, I watched them. Did you watch? Well, them? I watched the first one at least. Okay, wow. And, and how was it? I've never seen them. It's great. I mean, I <laughs> great. <laughs> it's it's fabulous. Really, really interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's convincing. Like, I thought it was really showing. Everybody in school thought these things were real. Yeah. Like, you, you know, I, there's I, this even, video where you can watch people die. Even now, I'm like, yeah, but it's real, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't get myself to to accept that it's not real because, yeah, it was... Uh, very convincing. Very convincing. Yeah. Um, then there's The Connection, which is actually dates it back to 1968, there's the last broadcast, which uh, the creators of that one actually said that the Blair Witch ripped them off whole cloth. Mm. Um, and that, that came out in 98, so the year before Blair Witch. Uh, there's 84 Charlie Mopic. And then there's probably the most disturbing one on the list, Guinea Pig 2, Flower of Flesh and Blood. Actually, Charlie Sheen uh, called the police uh, and reported this this one guinea pig too because he thought it was real he's like this mm. is this is f there are people trapped and huh. like they're being flayed huh. um so so these are not in chronological order no not in any way shape or form the only ones i recognize are cannibal holocaust and the faces of death okay that's interesting uh, the last broadcast is it about a witch or is it i don't know i i can't say i just kind of re was reading <clears throat> yeah i mean it seems like I'd be really curious to to see how they use the found footage, um, like setup, because yeah. this one seems so specific, yeah. Of like how it was found, like how it was found is part of the part of the deal. Okay, so I think the and I don't I don't think it really even covers it in the film itself. I could be way off. I could be way off, but I think the last connection is basically the Blair Witch, but a serial killer instead of a. A witch. Uh, so they're l basically looking for the serial killer. Yeah, that's smart. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I know. It's like, huh. The reason well, why I mean, it's as smart as looking for a witch. Eh, maybe a little less smart. <laughs> it's it's, it's a ton less smart because a witch, 
There's no such thing as a witch. Um, <laughs> did you see this movie? Did and, you know it was real? And uh, serial killer, if they're alive, they kill people. Yeah. Like a witch sometimes kills people, but sometimes just like, you know, Bruce rat tails inside a big Yeah, it's cauldron. weird. 90% of the time, witches are there just to be defeated. You know, like they just they just exist to kind of like say mean things to you and then like you escape and then and then a house falls on them or something. Right. You know? Yeah. So it's I mean, it's you got you got pretty good chances if you're going after a witch. Yeah. So while uh, these these uh, movies that preceded Blair Witch ranged in release date all the way back to the 60s. Uh, the genre never gathered significant steam or public interest until the release of Blair Witch. And many of those uh, movies, including Blair Witch, capitalized on the mistaken assumption that the movie was actual footage of real-life events that just happened to be caught on tape. Uh, the hype train, man, the hype train for Blair Witch uh, surrounding its release was a sight to behold. It was... This was an event in my yeah, life. I mean, that's that's why this one turned the corner because it it really was one of the most perfectly marketed yeah. low budget movies ever. Yeah, like it's and I realized like oh, all the budget is marketing. Yeah, like almost all, all of it. Like all the budget for like literally probably the film production is in the marketing of it because there's. There's more footage and more like backstory and stuff that happens in the marketing materials for this movie than actually happens in the actual film. Yeah, it's brilliant. And they uh, they released a kind of a tandem documentary that you posted on our Facebook group last night. They actually released several. Yeah. So there was one that was on Sci-Fi Channel and one that was on Showtime and... Uh, I think maybe another one, but they those were documentaries about this documentary. Like, well, yeah, I mean, this was never like actually a documentary. Right. It was like, this is a quote unquote is, film. It was literally just the found footage. Right. That's what, that's what makes it interesting. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but yeah, they're the making of the making of the, <laughs> the mark. Well, we can, we can get into yeah, yeah. the, the, those in a, in a minute. Yeah. So, um, and interestingly, this was, uh, arguably one of, or maybe the first movie ever to rely primarily on an internet marketing campaign. The, uh, these guys did a lot of work online uh-huh. to, yeah. to pump this movie. Uh, the movie itself is something of an anomaly. It's not quite enough. It's not quite a film, like a film deal. Uh, and it's not quite a home video film. It's mm-hmm. like a video film. You know, yeah. it's it's uh, it's hard to place it squarely in a genre, too, so, which is kind of why it kind of made its own genre. Uh, with the added suggestion that the footage was real, it made this a real freak show. And did you know, when it was released in 99... IMDb existed and IMDb listed all the actors as dead. Like really? They had deceased. Wow. Right? That's For awesome. a year following wow. the release of this movie. How did they pull that off? Fucking I guess... brilliant. Oh, man. Man, that's smart of IMDb. Because oh. that probably just gathered attention. Oh, my God. Like... Just, just like. Because people were probably immediately searching for those actors yeah like oh well we got to find out what happened to them it's brilliant it's it gives me chills thinking about the the level 
of they're just like we're gonna fucking game the system here. but it's it's so great because it's just playing with your with what you want it to be too because yeah. it <laughs> i mean it shows the whole movie and then it it cuts to the credits it's yeah. like directed and written by mm-hmm. that's the first credit and it's like okay well you kind of uh undercut yeah your yourself if you are saying but this nobody, is actual footage. nobody's paying attention to that at that point they're just like whoa i mean that's uh it was a relief seeing that because if you go in and like it was so amb- i think you understand going in that it's not real but you, you put it yourself in this weird mind space of like but it could be though yeah like is it yeah like 15 year old me was like huh <laughs> yeah mm. it's like a, a ghost story like when you listen mm-hmm. to ghost stories yeah. Like, yeah, you know, I know it's that's not, not real. But also, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, um, so the the Blair Witch Project relies heavily on audience buy-in, and it's able to accomplish it by being very believable by nature. This is how young 20-somethings would act and something they would do, and the scenario they find themselves in is pretty easily a universal nightmare to any viewer. Like, no one wants to be trapped in the woods with somebody or something hunting them. It's spooky. It's scary. Uh, I saw this in theaters upon release, like I said, and never again since. Uh, I wasn't looking forward to a rewatch because, like I said, I thought I had it pegged at the first viewing, but I did not. It still really works, and it still scared the shit out of me, kind of. Uh, It's believable and a crazy fun ride from beginning to end. Did, uh, Did you have a good time watching it the second time? Um, I, I mean, I've watched it. Like I've flipped by it a couple times between the theater and this. And like when I flip by, I'm like, yeah, it's just not the same. Like it's not, it's literally just a bunch of shaky footage. And, uh, it's like I, a YouTube video. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sitting down and, and watching it in earnest, it still holds up in like the thing that it's trying to be. But, uh, I don't know if it really engaged, engaged me. Oh, really? Like, fully mm. it did for a while i think the the beginning and the end are engaging the middle part is like man the whole middle it, part it, got it, me it builds yeah it's it's very effective but when you know what what's going to happen you're like okay let's let's get to it kind of thing okay yeah i know um, i can see that um yeah while it lacks the polish and delivery that a true quote-unquote filmmaker's film would deliver it's supposed to that's right that's the point if you enjoy this movie you should also check out the curse of the blair witch which is the documentary or mockumentary uh that aired on sci-fi channel um that accompanied the theatrical release of this movie yeah you can either buy it which would be a weird weird move <laughs> but it's all i found it on vimeo mm. someone uploaded it um, it's there, and then there's also the Showtime one that's on YouTube. I posted links on the on the Horror Movie Talk Facebook group. Yeah, um, man, that can, group that's so much fun. I, I hope it doesn't die down because it is. Yeah, there are some really in, there. There are a lot of members on there. By the way, if you're one of if you're one of these people who who reaches out on our Facebook group and uh, and poses interesting questions and engages people. Thank you so much. Like we we see you and yeah, there's uh, a couple stars. It. Yeah, for sure. John A is like a huge, like yeah, 
poster. Elizabeth. She's she's yeah. she's big on there. Um so my score for the Blair Witch Project, I I was having a hard time with this. It, while yeah. I was writing this review, I was like, I'm giving it a nine. But yeah. I couldn't justify it. Right. I was like, why do I want to peg this down a notch? Right. Because it's fucking it's it started a genre. Uh-huh. It's it, it kept me entertained the first viewing and this one 21 years later. Mm-hmm. Like, w- this is a 10. Like, I had to argue myself up to a 10. Uh-huh. I don't know why, but uh, I landed on a 10 just because it's like, it's kind of undeniable. Yeah, I mean, I also give it a 10 out of 10. I mean, it's one of my favorite horror movies ever. And it's not <laughs> the best film to watch necessarily. Um, and I don't want to give it a 10 out of 10 just because it's a phenomenon. Right. Like that's not, you're not big on it's important scores. Yeah. Uh, however, this is a very important <laughs> horror movie. Like it's undeniable. Right. I know, I know it's like cool to look down on it now of like, Oh, it's not even that good. <laughs> Why was it? It's like, no, this was, this was a thing. It's a well conceived full package when you take in the marketing of it um to where it really is unprecedented to today yeah there's nothing there's no movie that pulled it off like this one did and it's so it was so effective that it inspired like this this wellspring of found footage movies that never pull off um the uh, level of of uh convincingness you know it's not it's not none of them are as convincing as this one yeah in terms of like saying it this is a film that someone found buried film yeah yes exactly like i will say that that the films that preceded this one like cannibal holocaust and faces of death i haven't seen faces of death but i've seen parts of it and I mean, that that's the thing. Like, And it is convinced. They are equally convincing to the Blair Witch Project. I, see, I mean, Faces of Death is not a found footage I mean, movie. It's, 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 it's a documentary. It's like sure, and they string together footage, but they don't, they don't like literally say, we found this footage right. somewhere. Well, like Cannibal Holocaust does. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's extremely alarming in, in a very similar way. Um, but anyway, uh, yes, so I think 10 out of 10 is fair. Right. So with that, if you guys would like to support the podcast, please do so by heading on over to our Patreon page. This is a Patreon pick movie. Um, so if you uh, support us at a certain level, you get to uh, suggest and then vote on a movie that we will review every month. And, uh, you know, there's also the Afterpod, which is a whole nother podcast that we've been recording for over a year. So you have over a year worth of weekly podcasts to catch up on if you uh, support us on Patreon. Also, you can uh, hop on over to our Horror Movie Talk shop at HorrorMovieTalk.com slash shop. And you can buy a shirt or stickers made by our fucking phenomenal artist, Dustin Goble, who is a uh, our resident artist who fucks really hard. He also takes commissions for artwork from HMT fans. Um, you can contact him at dgoble 0 That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram. And let him know HMT sent you. You guys, um, Dustin's going through a little bit of a hard spat right now. Uh He's, uh, he, you know, um, it's, he could use some support. So please check out his, his work and, you know, 
and you won't be disappointed because that dude, like I said, he fucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean his his commissions, like you get your money's worth. Like yeah. it's I'm gonna try and get him on an episode here um, uh, in the upcoming weeks. Yeah, um, because I, I can't believe we haven't had him on the show yet. Yeah, it never, it never, like it's not, it's not, it's like a slap in his face. I just didn't, I just didn't think about, it. and I didn't know if he wanted to do it. But there was someone that suggested, um, oh, we should do Phantasm for with him. Oh, because that's that like one be, of his favorites. That would be great. Yeah. Oh, we should do that. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah. Um, so you can also support us by heading to our website, horrormovietalk.com. Click on the Amazon link at the top of the page. It's a green button that says support us through Amazon. And then anytime you buy anything on Amazon, a little little bit of that will go to us. And it doesn't cost you anything extra. So yeah. just do it. And on every episode post, we usually include a link to the rental for the movie we're reviewing. So if you click through on that, we'll get a little taste of that little, too. A little taste. Um, yeah. So, uh, also finally, if you would like to, uh, to give us a call, potentially be featured on the show, uh, featured on horror movie. Hoa. 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 Hoas. Uh, you can give us a call at 682-253-4468. So thanks again for listening and let's get into spoilers. <laughs> This is gonna be a long episode. We're already at half an hour. I don't think it. I don't think it. Well, there's not a lot to Blair Witch. I tried to. I tried to bust it out a little bit. So we'll, yeah, we'll see. So in October of '94, this is this is text at the start of the whole thing. The start of the whole thing starts with this text that says, "In October of '94, three student filmmakers disappeared in the woods near Burkitts Burkittsville, Maryland, while shooting a documentary." A year later. Their footage was found. Uh, this movie is full of found footage tropes because it made them. Right. <laughs> this made all the found footage tropes. It. Well, I mean, I already said it, but it's the. I think it's the most convincing found footage, like, uh, film. It really feels like they're just stringing together chronologically the different pieces of film that yeah. they found. And, 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 and co two cameras, as far as I can tell, there's uh -huh. two cameras. There's a, there's a digital or a video camera, and then there's a 16 millimeter. Yeah. And like they're, film and they'll shoot each other uh -huh. at the start. They do. That's like a super trope of yeah. like the start of a found footage where they're like, is this thing on? Let's record it. And it's like, okay. Right. <laughs> but also they do it really well because, there's very little that's shot that doesn't make sense that they would shoot that. Oh, yeah. Like, especially at the very beginning when, like, yeah, they're in the hotel room and they're just testing out yeah. stuff mm -hmm. or just, like, hanging out. It doesn't feel like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a guy that likes to film all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of that in later found footage where it's, yeah. just, where it's just like, oh, there's a narcissist at the helm. It's like, wait, why would you be shooting that? Like, yeah. why would you? So, like, for example, I, I think it's uh, the Deborah Logan. What is it? The, yeah, the taking of the Deborah ta Logan. The taking of Deborah Logan. Like the... 
compare compare the opening scenes of this to that and you'll realize how artificial the taking of Deborah Logan seems because they're like oh hey we're pulling up in the driveway make sure making sure we you know yeah start filming immediately as we're saying hello to this person we got to get everything yeah it's like mm. Bryce has Bryce is also has like this super bullshit sensor right. like his bullshit sensor is so finely tuned you you stand no chance you can't pull bullshit past bryce you just can't yeah. and and even minutia bryce is like this is bullshit i see it i see it for what it is right. the veil of reality is thin yeah <laughs> i mean yeah so uh later later found footage films like take a lot of liberties with because because to me like this is the the best example because it operates so well within the setup that it creates yeah you know yeah. it's like this is what it is we're committed it's, to it we're not going to make um like compromises to make it feel more like a movie right so, and if they do it's so small that it's very hard to pick out yeah it's this is a concise filming of a even even when it's aggravating, it's an, it like like for example when when the video cuts out later in the movie when uh -huh. it gets dark, that really works. Right, it works towards the 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 the, the goal of the movie, which right. is to is to um, set you off back off kilter. Is, oh, you can't see what what's making noises. Great. Right. This is gonna. This is gonna, now. Your your mind's gonna make it up. And I don't know if they had like uh, night vision cameras back then, like oh, they, they do did. now. They did, but it was expensive. But uh, yeah, well, they didn't. Expensive. They didn't have any of that. It was like, yeah, they were expecting to film out in daylight, so yeah. at at night, like they can't get anything to show up yeah and she is the worst camera person <laughs> the worst i mean i mean it's it's like it's like she has parkinson's or something you know <laughs> she's just like oh, oh, oh. yeah making weird weird close-ups so thank god we had the actual camera guy doing most of the important camera work right um so yeah, they start talking to the townsfolk about the Blair Witch, and my favorite part of this is the little kid who's being held by his mom's his mom, and he's just picking his nose and eating it. I didn't even notice. He's that. just sitting there. And he's like, <laughs> and then she, he's covering up his mom's mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he immediately goes to cover up her mouth. Yeah, that was a great. This really lends to the to the. The, the truthiness of the movie right right of like these people don't seem like paid actors at all there's there's two that if there if i was going to have a criticism there's two that like pulled me out it was like okay this seems Is they the fishermen yes okay they seem a little fake yeah. it yes. seems like a little like i'm supposed to say this yeah and yeah it doesn't that part doesn't feel as natural but it's still close enough. Yeah, it's still close enough. So I want to, uh, before we go too far into it, uh, so yeah, the beginning of the movie, there's a lot of interviews with townsfolk, and when they make it into the woods, I'm jumping forward a little, that when they make it into the woods, it shows them actually shooting some of this documentary footage that they're, you know, trying to assemble. And a part of that, they start, 
telling a little bit of the story of the Blair Witch um, that, you know, this is Burkittsville, but it's built upon the site of an old town called Blair. And then there was this, you know, witch and all these haunting stories through history of like weird shit that happens around here. True. And um, and they recount some of those instances in the movie. But in the movie, there's like slight mention of it. It's not they don't dwell on yeah the lore. No, not at all. At all. It's they, like they, they breeze past it. It's like it give you enough to to string you to string you get you on the string, and then right. Then and they it's move also on. it's also committed because you know they probably talk about it off film, like they. They're talking about it, but when the, what you see of it is when they're actually shooting the right. footage that they're trying to catch. So this is the most important part of the movie that I th- I think is the marketing of it and these documentaries or mockumentaries that they released yeah. previous to the film yeah. to garner attention. And these... So like yeah, the two we mentioned, the the curse of the Blair Witch, and then there's another one um, that was made for Showtime, and it, it has a ton of footage that's not in this film at all. Like yeah. they don't like the they mention the serial killer, I think, but they don't ever show him in the movie. But there's like footage from the '40s in these these uh documentary films that they show. And it it strings together all these stories and the two different documentaries like have two different focuses, but they use a lot of the same footage. So okay. it, it really feels like if you're going to watch like a, a doc on like Chris Watts, you know, that they just released a, a new Netflix documentary on Chris Watts that murdered his wife and children. And, uh, if you're going to watch a documentary about a serial killer or a killer on Dateline and then watch another one on like, you know, uh, like a YouTube channel thing yeah. or something on Netflix that's all about the same yeah. stuff, they're going to use the same footage right. in different ways. Yeah, they're going to jumble it together it. a little different. And that's how they did it with these documentaries to market the film and it contains all this that's a lot of foresight really interesting stuff and they use the footage from the Blair Witch Project right they they pull in like some of these interviews in there and they talk about this these three people that disappeared as part of the story of these documentaries yeah it's brilliant because it's not just a film right right it's it's a it's a it's a hype campaign yeah. And it's and it's it's not just a hype campaign and a film, it's also it's also a a, a moment in history. Like right. they made it that like by virtue of making all of this extra stuff, they made they made such a big hype train around it that it's it a, created it's I mean it's not akin to it's it's it is akin to the the um What's his? What's uh, the French? Uh, what's his name? Reading uh, uh, the War of the Worlds on. Oh right, right. On the radio, or- where Wells. people were like Orson Welles, where people were like, "Holy shit! What's like? What's going? Like it did that?" Right. Yeah. So, 
yeah, did that. And I think people have tried to do that before and, and since, but the difference here is this is the first, this is like a first and then it is a true multimedia yeah. product. Yes. Like if you just watch the film now, yeah. like you're not, you don't get the whole film. Right. Like you, you're not, you're not experiencing the Blair Witch Project. You really have to see these documentaries and you really have to go to the website. There's the website's still up. And that's also just a whole other thing. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, it's not the first earliest days of the internet, but it's pretty early, like where the internet's really starting to take off. Yeah. You know, it's post, I mean, Google's not there yet. When did Google launch? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Google's around in 99. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. I think um, they started in like 97. Okay. Like that. Yeah. So Google's just barely getting started. Yeah. They're probably not even the search engine leader yet. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, people are still, I mean, I was probably, I probably still had my American online. I'm sorry. Google started in September 4th, 1998. So just, yeah, just getting in there. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, Google's one year old yeah. when this happens. Not even. No, it's a couple months old because uh, because this hit the – they started the hype campaign in January of 99. Oh, really? And then it hit theaters in June. Oh, I thought you said it was October. Oh, they, the film is based in October. Okay. Well, um, yeah. <clears throat> so, so all of this, like, informs it. And there's so much – so the cool things from the documentary is, number one, some of the footage of, like, the serial killer – some of the footage of like like historians explaining the backstory that they just barely touch on in the Blair Witch Project. And then the the most important piece, this is the most important piece to me to where it was like, oh, is is this real? Like, is this because mm-hmm. I didn't it it puts like the question in your head even though you know it's probably not real because it's a movie and wide release and why would they show why would they do a wide release theatrical um film of just some kids right <laughs> like shot footage before they were murdered um but this is the thing that like well, really what, what really it? sells it is that they explain how the footage was found okay uh, from the Blair Witch Project, they say that it's found. Fa- it was found underneath like a hundred-year-old cabin, like the ruins of a hundred-year-old cabin, and it was like underneath the timbers and like the foundation stones, and it was like this kind of mystery oh, of like, yeah, how did it get buried underneath there? Because it looks like it was undisturbed, where and like the. The uh, uh, archaeological yeah, people. Remember, yes, I do vaguely remember this where it was like, how did. Wait a minute. Right. So it it creates not only the lore outside of the movie, but also creates the premise of how this footage was found, which yeah. is the most interesting part of it for me. Yeah. Like that is. It's a it's a, more engaging than the movie itself. It's very it's very engaging yeah. and and it creates it it cr- it created the 
phenomenon that, yeah. that was this movie. Um, so we get a lot of different stories from the townspeople. Like they're they're varying. You know, there's there's one lady who says there's a woman that's really furry and she opens up her shawl and there's and beneath the shawl there's like a bot. She has like the body of a horse. Well, and she then, said the fur is like horse fur. Yeah, sure. And like she's completely covered. There's there's another woman. But you can tell she's a woman, she said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know it was weird. It was like it was it was the kind of stuff that you'd be like, Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, there's there's another person who says there's some girl in the late eighteen hundreds named Robin Weaver, uh, who wandered off into the woods and three days later she appeared back on her grandmother's porch and she was babbling something about an old woman whose feet never touched the ground. I love that part. Because yeah. oof. That's just fucking alarming. Yeah. And then so they're in their they're uh they're in their their hotel room and they're doing an equipment check and my wife Equipped, and she says, "It seems like the equipment check is just this girl violently shaking all the equipment individually for five minutes apiece. Just let's do an equipment check. <laughs> just like, just like shaking it around. There were moments in this movie where I felt a little motion sick. Yeah. Um. So I. I yeah, I was, that's the part that like you don't. It's better in the theater. Oh, you yeah. know, than yeah. than watching it again. Yeah. But yeah." So they head out into the woods, um, and pretty quickly they get to a place called Coffin Rock. And I got a little sound sound bite about Coffin Rock. Here we go. They went into the woods prepared to find death. What they found was a desecration of humanity at the site which trappers have often referred to as Coffin Rock. On top of the rock formation, the story of the torture inflicted upon these brave five men unfolded. Each was bound to the other, each man's hands bound to the next man's feet, forming a solid structure out of the men. Blood at the edges of the hemp indicate that this act had committed, been committed while each was alive and able-bodied enough to struggle. In the torso of each man, the intestines had been torn out crudely. On each man's sun-bleached face was inscribed indecipherable writing, cut into their flesh with an eerie precision. The men, still entranced by the horror of what had happened, left the scene to find the sheriff and did not sketch the writing and did not remove the bodies from the rock. Upon return, vultures were seen at the rock, but upon inspection, the bodies had been removed by persons unknown. The search party claimed that the stench of death was still thick, and whomever had taken the bodies had done so in a matter of hours. I mean, this witch was a real jerk. (laughs) So it's... Okay, so first of all, this is pre-human centipede. Human Mm -hmm. centipede. Uh Uh-huh. Well, no, it was just tied. Uh, they yeah, but they created a structure out of human bodies. Mm, okay, that's what she said. You're right. And then they didn't um, create a centipede out of human bodies. Though. Well, I mean, a structure out of human bodies. Okay, maybe it was a pre-house pre house the jack built. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, maybe I don't know. It's hard to say. We didn't right. see get to see it. But also, this is great um, imagery. Right. For getting you getting you fucking amped up. Anytime someone's intestines are taken out or crudely. described as crudely <laughs> taken out. I mean, even during I mean, surgery, it's, if- it's really a ramshackle <laughs> ripping out of of intestines. I mean, really disorganized, really unprofessional Blair Witch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's she's an amateur. Yeah, she hastily disemboweled people. Yeah, and the part where where the, she, somebody like comes upon Coffin Rock, sees this this. Uh, you know, this human centipede. And then they're like, oh, we got to go back to town. Tell some people about this. And then they come back like a couple hours later and it's gone. And there's still the stench of flesh in the air. It's like, ooh. ooh. Yeah, that's that's pretty like. 
Yeah. <sighs> anyway, so good good storytelling there. Um, now we start getting into this like, are we lost? No, we're not lost. Are we lost? No, I got it. Yeah. Are we lost? Are you sure? This will be the thing that gets old for people. Like this is like the definite thing that you can like complain about. Sure. Because that's really what the story is, is that they get lost in the woods. Yeah. And stuff unfolds, but for the most part, the, the plot is they get lost in the woods. Right. Well, and it's unclear when exactly. Right. But there's a, definitely a point where it becomes dire, and that's right. where he kicks the map into the river. <laughs> I guess, so they get to Coffin Rock, which isn't that far from where they parked, apparently. It it's seems like, like she's out. telling the truth. It and, seems like yeah. she does have them on point the whole way through. It's just they're so disbelieving that she could have right. kept them on course. They're like, well, I mean, she's a woman. <laughs> okay. That's First of all, you're a fucking sexist. And I do not, uh, because it seems like she has them on point the whole way through. See, that's my question. I can't remember. So they go to Coffin Rock and then they're hiking for hours and hours and hours to a second location. Yes. I can't remember what the, they're supposed to go to a cemetery. A graveyard. Yeah. And they never make it there, but they turn back. I can't remember what the impetus for turning it back starts was. raining and it just, you know, I mean, no one likes to be wet. Right. Ever. I'm I mean, just like, all right, never mind. Unless you're getting ready for sex. Um, so, yeah. So then, but on their way to the graveyard, they come across all these little rock piles. Mm -hmm. Like, and then there's like these little, these little stick, like hammocks and trees to keep rocks up in the trees. And mm -hmm. it's like, hmm. Like little, little happenings. Huh. This is, this seems intentional. Mm -hmm. Why? Why is this here? And uh, and then at night, the second night, or no, but all the nights, they hear stuff in the woods. Um, yeah. And yeah, it uh, starts out with like just breaking sticks in the far distance. Yeah. And uh, and so at at some point here, we got a we got a soundbite. I understand it all where I was coming from. I just wanted to get whatever it was. I didn't know Josh woke me up. I was freaking out. I was freaking out. I woke up all of a sudden and shit's going down. And all I all I can think is I gotta get it. I gotta get it all. I want it on. I want it on sound. I want it on sixteen. If, if anything, if we can see anything, I want to see it on sixteen. Well, sounds to me like a bunch of people running around. And I'm not down with messing with locals or whatever. I don't know who the hell would come out here. What bugs me out is that we're so damn deep in the woods and people are gonna try and and come out here and mess with us, then they got to have something wrong with them, and I'm not going to play with that. But how do we know it was people? Well, even if it wasn't, I'm not going to play with that either. <laughs> That's my favorite line in the whole movie. Yeah. he's So she's like, look, I know I fucked around with you last night, but I really wanted to get this on, on tape. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but I, 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 like, I don't want to fuck with that. I don't want to fuck with people who are right. trying to fuck with us in the woods. And she's I don't like, care if it's caribou. I don't care if it's people. <laughs> I don't care if it's an entity. Don't care. Like, and she's like, well, how do we know? How do we know if it was people? And he's like, well, if we don't know it's people, I'm not fucking with that either. Yeah. Like, I'm done with all that. Uh, which is exactly my sentiment. Right. No. See, this is, this is the part that really also, like, sells it. That, um... You really have to have the experience of camping in the woods in a tent when you're young. Yeah. I think that's part of it because everyone that has the experience of camping in a tent when you're young, hearing like random sounds um, and trying to like figure it so out. Trying to place it. And always kind of being worried that like 
you're not really protected out here. Oh, no. Like, if there was some random guy that wanted to murder people, which sometimes there are. Uh, Very rarely, but sometimes. They could easily get you. And so that plus, like, the experience of being in the middle of the night in a tent in the woods and having your tent shook. Yeah. That is, like, the most alarming and scary experience that a lot of people have in their lives, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Up, up to age, you know. Did that happen 12 to you? or whatever. Um, yeah, probably. I mean, just like Boy Scout camp and the other you, scouts. Did you like, make it to Eagle Scout? No. Okay. No, I got close. Wow. I, I basically, I finished almost everything just at Boy Scout camps. Dang. Like, I never worked on a merit badge outside of Boy Scout camp. Just, yeah, Boy Scouts seemed, I, I was on to them, like, within a week. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was like a wee below, some little, uh-huh. little thing. Right, that's Cub Scouts. Yeah, sure, Cub Scout. I was on to them right away. I was like, we're going to join Boy Scouts. going to get some fucking knives up in here. And um, don't do what Donnie don't does. I was so disillusioned. They were like, now read this book. And I was like, are you fucking with me? Are you fucking with me? You're giving me double homework on top of regular homework? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-uh. They're like, here, no, but have some peanut butter to put in this pine cone. I was like, fuck this stupid place. I was so angry. I was like, no, I'm not putting fucking peanut butter in. And then I looked over at these retarded children who were like, putting. And I was like, what do you think this is? Like, you're being had. Like, the birds win on this. You don't win. This isn't fun. I could put peanut, peanut butter on pine cones in my own fucking time. Ah, yeah, I mean, Scout. Cub Scouts is definitely, it's like a fancy preschool. Like ah, it's, so, it's like an outdoor school preschool. But That was like, the beginning of getting burnt for me. Like I, I, I got burnt so hard, I was like on high alert after that. I was like, Psh, not another Boy Scout thing. Uh-uh. <laughs> Boy Scouts can be fun but it wasn't ever like super compelling to me anyways but yeah but yeah if you've had the experience of just being in the woods and being fucked with it is it is alarming uh-huh oh yeah Especially at night something mm-hmm. intentionally coming at you and being like guess what <laughs> and you <laughs> and you have <laughs> no, please don't do that and you have stories as like an adult of just like fuckiness in the woods that oh, you're yeah. like all right fuck this shit i'm out of here yeah i do yeah. And we should talk about that on the afterpod today. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I got some for you. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, it starts to rain and they're like, let's head back to the car. So uh, at this point, they lose the map. They're like, where the fuck did the map go? What happened? And the nights keep getting worse. Mm-hmm. Things keep ramping up. Each nice night is successively more intense. Yeah. And it's. <laughs> It's really effective. This is the part that, like, I think is still effective. Because um, I watched it last Those night. sounds at night, man. I watched it last night with the lights out <sighs> and just, like, a dark screen and headphones on. And it is still effective of, like, weird cracking sounds of branches. Because it sounds like someone's walking around, but the branches are too large. You know, the sounds of the branches are too oh, large. Yeah. It sounds like someone's like literally. It sounds like two inch thick branches just being like crack, crack. Yeah. And, and then uh, and then the second night 
it kind of builds on it and it's a little closer and it's and it's coming from all around yeah it's and not they, just they make it a point spot yeah <gasps> they make it a point that's coming from all around so it's like that's so creepy and then and then it ramps it up progressively to where it's like then they start hearing voices they start hearing like a little kid. children yeah and like kind of Ugh. the hintings of cackling and throughout you know? their days, their days are just littered with them, like, pointing the finger at each other and being like, you fucking lost the map! Why'd you do that, you stupid bitch? And finally, Mike, I think it's Mike, comes out, and he's like, I kicked the map into the river. Right. <laughs> They're like, that's that's the tipping point for right. insanity. Like, yeah. Mike has obviously lost his mind, but then the other two are like, what the shit? Yeah. And so there's a real kind of like crescendo that this builds into that ends with uh, Josh. Well, uh, so uh, not yet. First, let's go to the, the thing touching their tent at night. Here we go. You don't get to see anything. Yeah, you don't see anything. Oh, oh man. And sh then she, like, builds into that fucking manic scream. What the fuck is that? And you're like, what is that? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. man. It works so well for me. I, I have chills listening to that. Yeah. For me, it would get scarier the more they touch me. That's oh, true. Uh, oh, man. That scene works so well. And... And there's something about leaving the safety of the quote unquote safety of the tent uh -huh. where they go running into the woods. Yeah. It's like you are very, very out in the open now. Right. Like you were super out in the open before. Right. But now you are just kind of barely tethered to each other. The one thing like that now in retrospect, I think of like that's not super realistic. If you have two guys and a girl in the situation the two guys are going to go running off to try to find what's making the sound. Like after the second night, they're like, if, if there was two guys yeah. with me and I'm the girl, okay. <laughs> I don't know in this situation, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, like if there's two guys, what's going to happen is like, she's going to say, fuck this shit. Let's go. Let's go find out who's fucking with us. Yeah. Like I have a knife. <laughs> yeah. And the, yeah, that doesn't happen here. Cause they're, it's so weird, but yeah, I mean, the sound, sound design on this is really great because it's just enough to get a hint of like what it is. It's just barely enough to hear children's voices or a baby yeah. and then just barely enough to hear some kind of talking and of you, like an and old you get woman. Like a, you get like a visual of the tent moving and you're like, are they touching it? Are they touching it? What's uh -huh. happening? Yeah. And, but you can't hear like actual words. You can't right. hear like what's actually being said it's right. just yeah yeah and uh yeah it rattles me uh and the the dude's bag is gone i think it's um josh's bag is gone he's like why me why why'd they touch my bag and there's like this goo on his on right. his water bottle like, he's like <laughs> like what's that goo it's not goo it's just water oh fuck it is goo what, what the <laughs> fuck is that 
So this, so this is like the fourth day, and they, they're they've lost the map, and so now their strategy is just go south. Hmm. Um, and then so they do that, and then they they realize they've circled back on themselves, and they've they've come across the same log. They break down into into you know further madness. And I'd just like to say, PSA, if you do find yourself lost in the woods, uh, but you find yourself in this scenario where you can find a stream. Yeah, so first of all, stream. first of all, head downhill. Right. Because downhill will lead to a stream at some point. Uh, and then once you find a stream, follow the stream downstream. Just follow where the water goes. And eventually that will take you somewhere. This prevents you from walking in circles as these kids do. Right. And they even mention at some point, like, let's follow the stream, but then they never really do. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that if they had followed the stream, that would have been, they would right. have just walked out yes. of the woods. And the, yeah, and the, and again, the, the premise behind following streams is it just prevents you from walking in circles, right. which is very, very easy to do. But also it always leads to civilization. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it, well, I mean, eventually it does. Yeah. Um, it could be a very long time. <laughs> right. But uh, but yeah, in any in any case, do that. Don't do what Donnie don't does. Uh-huh. Um, uh, so finally, uh, they uh, here's one more sound clip. I don't have a setup for this, so let's see what it is. <laughs> you can do better than that. Guys, we have things to prepare for. Okay, here's your. Okay, so the setup for this one is, I should say, uh, Josh is very cross with uh, what's her name, huh? Heather, yeah. Uh, and so he's angry at her, and this is just the breakdown of their relationship. So here we go. You can do better than that. Guys, we have things to prepare for here. Okay, here's your motivation. You're lost. You're angry in the woods, and no one here is here to help you. There's a fucking witch, and she keeps leaving shit outside your door. There's no one here to help you. She left little trinkets. You fucking took one of them. She ran after us. There's no one here to help you. We walked for 15 hours today. We ended up in the same place. There's no one here to help you. That's your motivation. That's your motivation. Yeah, the the actress that plays Heather is really convincing. There's a lot of really good parts with with her in it. People gave her a lot of shit for being a bad actress. A lot of shit for being a bad actress. And I think I, she's great. I think she's great. The the thing, yeah, I, I gotta I gotta say this is that. She has this delivery and this attitude that very, very much fits this type of person. Right. Of like a college or university, you know, quote unquote journalist. Yeah, like she's kind of really, know it all -y. They're preparing to be a professional journalist. And so they're taking on the aspects and the affectations of like broadcaster you're absolutely right and th and people find that annoying in and of itself and she does such a good job of portraying that annoying character that i think they people actually start calling her a bad actress because of how good of an actress right. she is i think so this is an, an aside i went to portland state university with katie Harmon. do you know who katie Harmon is is that dan Harmon's no kid she uh <laughs> she was miss america Okay. In, uh, I don't know, 2000 or 2001. Mm. No, 2002 or 2003. All right. Anyways, she she eventually became Miss America, and she was in the, the music, the same music program as I was. Mm. Um, 
And the one thing that was stand out about her is that she looked like a newscaster. Like her hair was like of someone like yeah. 10 to 20 years older than her, but yeah. very professional. Yeah. And she was like very put together. And she, like the way yeah. she I interacted know, and talked with people about. was I, very like like a more mature you had me a hair of a newscaster right yeah I, <laughs> exactly. totally you said everything you needed to say and and this is that reminds me of, of heather in this movie like just this is a thing she's going for right and she's doing a pretty good setting job herself it. up yeah. for success in this in this arena um just like to say another aside joshua leonard the 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 cameraman uh has since done a lot of well, at least a few projects with Mark Duplass. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so they've worked together on two or three or maybe even four films. Um, so I, I think they've they've become close. Man, we um, got to do some Mark Duplass movies. Oh they God. are so interesting. Like, Creep, is, Creep is one of my very favorites uh, like I, ever. I'm I, so excited for Creep 3. I look at... Like, I look back on the movies of his that I've seen and... I've liked all of them mm-hmm. and they're v- very he's got different. A, yeah, he's got this he's got this eye for interesting different shit and and for how he can play it. He Yeah. He's so good at, and at it's what like, he does. Yeah, there's uh, there's like it there's a wide range too, like very dramatic to like dark comedy to like um Twilight Zone ish stuff. Yeah. Like, um, what what was the time travel movie that he did? Um, Hang Safety on. Not Guaranteed is like a really interesting movie. Um, he also did, um, Paddleton on Netflix, which yeah. is great. Um, he did Creep. He did... The One I Love. The One I Love. Did you watch that? Yeah. What did you think of The One I Love? It's great. I love that movie. It was great. I was so surprised I, by that movie. I'm just a huge Mark Duplass fan, really. Yeah. yeah. Because I I have flipped by that movie so many times. It looked like one of the most uninteresting movies ever. Yeah. And then I had watched, you know, The Invisible Man and I was like and I've watched Mad Men and and Handmaid's Tale and I just realized like, you know what? Elizabeth Moss is pretty great. And yeah. then I realized like, oh, the guy in this is Mark Duplass. I'm like, okay. Okay, let's give it a this shot. This is, this has to be interesting. I mean, Even was, if it is a rom-com, if it has my, Mark Duplass in it, it's probably going to be pretty interesting. Yeah, I think I watched it after you, after I heard you rave about it. Yeah. Yeah, and it was great. And, and you know, he was even in fucking Zero Dark Thirty. Really? <laughs> yeah, like, like, Mark Duplass is low-key, like, a gem. Right. An uh, in, in acting gem. So anyway. Yeah. So back to the Blair Witch. Josh is gone. Now, one night he just fucking disappears. He, you know, he gets, he's Yeah, they wake away. up and he's gone. And, uh, and, oh, but f- then they find the bundles of sticks. Uh-huh. Or I can't remember if they, if they lost Josh first and then they found, because I think. The, oh yeah, they find the bundle of sticks outside their tent, mm-hmm. right? And it's separately got... we are weak twigs, but together we <laughs> make a mighty faggot. <laughs> and uh, within this bundle of twigs or this mighty faggot, they find indiscriminate Josh parts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I mean, this still works so well. Like the the ambiguity 
mm-hmm. that they use throughout this movie is so great because you have to fill it in with your head. Yeah. And if you if you are engaged with it, like you are fully engaged. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, <sighs> indiscriminate, bloody mar- um Josh parts and during the during the night while while these terrors keep happening they keep hearing him being like hey guys like help I could use ow ow why are you doing this to my butt ow you know like weird like really weird uh, sounds at night and now Josh is part of that kind of weird nightly chorus. And then we get to the part, the part right where where Heather's uh, looking into the camera right and and we got. We got this. I'm so sorry. I'm scared to close my eyes. I'm scared to open them. That's one of the best lines. I'm yeah. scared to close my eyes and I'm scared to open them. Like that, I get that 100%. I'm like, Oh yeah, no. I've been in that scenario where I'm so keyed up that I'm like, I gotta, I gotta watch for what it is. I don't want to see what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so they go. They they think they hear Josh very solidly. They find a house in the middle of the woods. Yeah. The ending of this movie is like a rocket. Like yeah. it's like a bullet. Yeah. Like once they find the house, it's like, but done. Like it's just, it's so quick, and confusing that it ends before you can even process it and you're just left with like what what yeah that you get a you get a kind of like a, a a hodgepodge of all kinds of weird creepy shit in this house but like, just glimpses just glimpses like handprints all over the wall seemingly yeah. like child's handprints of mud and then like upstairs there's like wait what is this thing up there's like i can't even it's very hard to see anything and there's like writing on the walls and stuff and like the but yeah i mean the the part where you see the the black child handprints is like what the fuck yeah but within two minutes the movie's done after that reveal and her shrieking it's hard to tell if it's the witch yelling at them or her no it's her it is her and it's so discombobulating because so what happens is they find the house and they they think they hear Josh screaming for help and they're like they're not able to place where he's yelling from so they go upstairs he's in the basement he's not there and then they're like oh he's in the he's downstairs he's downstairs and so they um Mike starts running downstairs and leaves like Heather behind and Heather starts screaming like she's seen one of the most frightening things in the world mm-hmm. um and then you're never, there's nothing ever delivered for that, but it's so, like, it's nerve-wracking. Oh, yeah, it's brutal. Like, well, because it's through the perspective of Mike, and then and then it cuts to her going down the stairs, and you hear her distantly screaming because the audio is being captured downstairs, yeah. and she's shooting while she's descending. Yeah. And then it just... And then <laughs> just we, see, we see Mark pinned up against a wall. Um, so he not pinned up, but Mike, he's yeah. he, Mike, uh, facing the wall. Right. And, uh, and then boom, the camera, go, like she gets hit. Yeah. And then that's it. And that's the same thing happened to, to Mike too. Just like, you know, 30 seconds before is he, the once cam- he goes, yeah. once he goes downstairs, like all of a sudden the camera's on the floor and then, yeah. And I think before they, did they mention in the movie or is it just in the marketing stuff that 
the serial killer that's in the movie yeah yeah so they they mentioned how the serial killer killed seven children and what he would do is he would take one and put him in the corner face him away from what he's about to do because he doesn't like the eyes on him mm-hmm. and then he murders one of them and then he uh, murders the one that's in the corner right yeah, so final recommendations. Who do you think uh who do you think should watch the Blair Witch Project from nineteen ninety-nine? I think this is a perfect Halloween movie. Oh, I was about to say that same thing. I think you should definitely find the documentaries. I'm so glad I did that yeah. last night. Yeah. I watched them last night. Find those, watch them, just really kind of like get in the mood and then watch the movie in a very, very dark room with headphones on. Yeah. And you'll, you're going to have a good time. Yeah. I was talking to Magnus and I was like, did, did, uh, was this phenomenon in Sweden? He's like, Oh my God. In fifth grade, it was fucking wild times Blair witch project. I was like, wow. So this was, this this is happening elsewhere too. Um, So it's not just an America thing. Um, so anyway, yeah, I think if, if you want some good Halloween watching, you really cannot go wrong with the Blair Witch Project. Right. It is worth the rental fee from Redbox for apparently two bucks. Yeah. So with that, let's get into, I'm very excited for this game, Frankie McDonald or horror movie. Mm. Actually, let's play horror or porno intro because we need some intro music and it's been a while since I got to hear that fantastic horror or porno intro music. I don't Let me know. see if I can find it. This is Frankie McDonald or horror movie. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with Frankie McDonald, you should check him out on YouTube. That's Frankie uh, Mac, M-A-C, Donald. Uh, and uh, and he's a YouTube phenom. He Do you think he's related to Norm McDonald? I don't. Uh, no, I don't think he's so. He's from Canada. Oh, he is from Canada, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Is Norm spell his name M-A-C, Donald? Uh-huh. Okay. No, wait. M-A-C, Donald. Yeah. So it's- yeah. No, that, I don't have it written correctly. Here. Okay. Yeah, it is Frankie MacDonald. Okay. Uh, so anyway, Frankie is a phenom. He's known for his weather warnings. Um, Whatever he covers where you're from, it feels like a special. It sure thing. does. It feels like, like a. It feels like I, I'm a huge fan of. He's Frankie. talking about Portland. He's yeah. talking about Portland. Yeah, it feels like a special time. Any anytime Frankie talks about my area, sometimes he says Vancouver and wh- Vancouver, Washington. <laughs> And if you've never seen him before, his thing is he yells weather emergencies at you. He yells weather emergencies, but he doesn't just do that. Like he'll do skits. He'll do he'll yell phrases into the camera. He'll like really loudly. He'll be, you know, he'll be like peppered sausages. And that's just a video. That's one <laughs> video. And I love I love Frankie McDonald. I can I can watch his content for hours just because it's it's great stuff so anyway yeah. that's frankie mcdonald check him out on youtube and this is a game where bryce will have to determine whether the sound clip i am playing is from legendary youtuber frankie mcdonald's channel or from a horror movie um 
you get one point for determining whether it's Frankie McDonald or a horror movie, and then you get another point if you can guess the movie that it's from or what Frankie is doing. Okay. Okay, so here we go. First clip. Here we go. Frankie McDonald, horror movie. Okay, is that a horror movie or is that Frankie McDonald? <laughs> That's a horror movie. Okay. Um, what's happening? Oh, is it? I have to guess the just movie. The, just the movie. Um, I would even accept the the series of movies. Like, if you can oh. guess, it's a pretty distinctive voice. Is hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Well, you get one point. That yeah. is Child's Play 2. Oh, I was almost going to say, say Child's Play. Oh, it doesn't man. sound like it doesn't sound like the uh, Dorf whatever his name is. Oh, uh, I can't remember. Dorf. Uh Oh yeah. Steven Dorf. Dorf. Mike, I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, so good job. One point for Bryce. Mm -hmm. Um so, here here we go. Here is clip number 2. Is this Frankie McDonald? Brad Dorf, I think. Yeah, or yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Here is clip number two. Is this Frankie McDonald or a horror movie? Okay. It, it sounds like a gorilla's after me now. Oh, my God. It's a gorilla. He's chasing after me. <laughs> oh, my God. There's two gorillas after me now. <laughs> there's three gorillas after me. Okay. Was, was that a horror movie or was that Frankie McDonald? <laughs> pretty hard but i'm pretty sure i can recognize frankie mcdonald oh man okay and what was happening to frank <laughs> well he was being chased by progressively more gorillas <laughs> you got it wow that's three points okay. so total you, you got child's or you got horror movie and then you got two okay. points for this one good. wow all right way to go okay oh man you're pretty good at this okay. uh clip number three is this horror movie or frankie mcdonald Stick your cock up her ass, you motherfucking worthless cocksucker. Be silent. Was that a horror movie or Frankie Mano? That's a horror movie, and that's The Exorcist. Wow! Jesus Christ! You're almost 100% here. Okay, that's five points total. Yeah, that was The Exorcist. Okay, here is clip. These are hard. Clip number four. Here I am. Eating apples. Is he pantomiming eating apples? <laughs> well, was that a horror movie or was that Frankie McDonald? Wow, that sounds like uh. Frankie McDonald. That's right. What do you suppose was happening to Frankie? Um, I'm going to guess that he was pantomiming throwing apples into his mouth. That is correct. Seven points for Bryce. That's almost 100%. Still, here is clip number five or four. Four? No, five. Here we go. Sounds like a storm is coming. Oh, my God. It's raining. 
tacos again. It's a, it's raining tacos even more. It cannot stop raining tacos. <laughs> was that a horror movie or was that Frankie McDonald? <laughs> Which was it? Don't don't jerk me around. It's Frankie. <laughs> and what was he doing? What was happening? He was. Get, he got caught <laughs> in a torrential downpour of tacos. That's correct. <laughs> wow. Jesus. That's nine points. <laughs> here is here's clip number six. Uh, okay. Was this a horror movie or Frankie McDonald? Uh, oh. This one's subtle because you really have to listen to the uh, to the dripping sound. There's a lot of it. Yeah. And now, and I know this is going to be difficult. So you know, take your time if you need to. But was that a horror movie or was that Frankie McDonald? I think that was a horror movie. Okay. Because I didn't have someone yelling at me. Oh. And describing exactly what's happening. Okay. This was an iconic. This is an iconic scene. And I know there's not a lot to give it. A, I know it's a poor sound clip then. That's my bad. But can I hear Can I hear the beginning again? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Visually iconic. Oh, I think that's alien when she's like pinned to the wall and the the second mouth comes out at her. Holy shit. <laughs> well, you gave me some clues. Is that right? The, yeah, this is Alien 3, David Fincher's first, oh, alien first three. film. Well, you got the you got the franchise, okay. which is all I need. OK, that's 11 points. I don't know how you fucking did that. I thought there's. I thought this is a completely unfair clip uh-huh. because it's. This, how did you do that? Well, there's a little. That's what. That's the, the. Yeah, this is the part where. Yes, exactly. This is the part where Sigourney Weaver gets pinned to the wall, and the aliens basically like kissing her with his second mouth. Mm. Like, Dude, wow, you, you're just a fucking stud muffin when it comes to Frankie McDonald or horror movie. Okay, here we go. Clip. Last clip. Clip seven. Here we go. Frankie McDonald, a horror movie. <laughs> okay, guys. Let's do some dancing. Let's show me my moves. Shuffling. Mm-hmm. Shuffling. A little bit of panting there. Pretty sure that's Frankie. Wow. And that's uh, him doing a little jig. <laughs> Shit. You scored almost 100% on this whole thing. This is... I think we just need to make a game called Frankie McDonald or Frankie McDonald. That's really <laughs> the best part of this game. 
Thank you for playing along with Frankie McDonald or horror movie. Tell us how you did. If you did as as good as I doubt anybody fucking nailed that Alien Three question. That was that was goddamn amazing. David Fincher's first feature length blockbuster film, Alien Three. Thank you again for listening. Make sure to share uh, our podcast with a friend if you love us. And uh, if you don't, then go straight to hell. Uh, if you'd like to support us, uh, you can do so by going to horrormovietalk.com, cl- clicking on either of the links at the top of the header right there, Amazon Associates, or become a Patreon for a bunch of extra content and to support us directly. Big, big special thanks to uh, Kitty H, Maxwell dot R dot Allen on Instagram and um, Dustin Goble for uh, for supporting us. In- also, new new patrons, Joshua C, Manny R, Caleb C. Yeah. All of you guys help us out just in a tremendous way. And uh, and we sure do appreciate it. Kitty did uh, look for her voice on the intro of our upcoming series of after shows for The Haunting of Bly Manor, which will be released on October 9th uh, on Netflix. Make sure to watch those and then listen to us and, uh, you know, give us a call at 682-253-4468 and maybe you'll get on to Horror Movie Talk. And with that, thank you very much and have a great day. Bye. Bye. Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted cast, skinny and fat, look no further. Horror Movie Talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day. They'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way. Vote for a movie every month for the review. Chopper, chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie, Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too, with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pop done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict, Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rum. Send kiss, Bryce Hansen. Look at them hot kids, Chris Henson. Masturbate with a crucifix, exorcist. Face huggers, chest bursters, alien. Linda Blair peed on Sigourney Weaver. I know it's true cause it came from social media. Patrick Bateman can't understand you. Stab you to death for rotten apple reviews. Opinionated podcaster with a doctorate. Spook allergy, doctor of philosophy. Bad gastritis, knee colostomy. Turn Patreons into human centipedes. David Doobie Day, scare him, no, no expert. A global fucks hard, professional sex expert. After pods, taglines, and porno flicks. American Psycho, them guys pretty sick. Chopper, chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie, Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too, with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pops done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict, Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rubs. Nothing good happens in the woods. Always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle, machines tickle bitties. Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs, Corona, COVID, curse, Lorona. 
Green River Killer because reasons. Hallway of poop monster kids screaming. It's your ordinary dingleberry itinerary. 30 days shudder and jump scares ain't fucking scary. Time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes. Use their white socks to catch their loads. To show them one titty pretty. Paganism you should worship. They Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breast. Shifty ass, stay spooky. Poor man's digress. Bugsy. HMT. Horror movie talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them. Just let us take a stroll through the scraggly woods.